second worship of King David. Someone say, the extravagant worship of King David. Hallelujah. Second Samuel chapter number 6, verse number 13 to 23. The Bible says that so it was. When those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, that the sacrificed oxen and the fatted this, that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen effort. So, you haven't got the verse. 2 Samuel 6. 13 to 23. Should I start reading again? All right. And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen effort. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, looked through the window and saw the king leaping and wailing before the Lord. And he despised him in her heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle and David erected, that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among all the all the people, among the whole multitude of Israel, both women and the men, and to everyone a loaf of bread and a piece of meat and cake of raisin. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to bless his house, his household, and Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the mates of his servants. As one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself, so David said to Michal, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his household to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. And I will even be more undignified than this. And I will, humble, I, I will be humble in my own sight. But as for the maidservant of whom you have spoken, by them I will be held in honor. Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul had no children to the day of her death. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Now, last week we saw his son, King Solomon, and his extravagant worship. Today we are looking at the father, that is King David, and his extravagance in worship and I want us to learn and glean some uh, lessons from King David. Hallelujah. Because we discovered from last week that the way we worship God is not altogether right. Hallelujah. And on Wednesday, we realized that there are about seven different things that we need to inject into our worship. For those who were not here last week, Wednesday, you need to hear... Uh, listen to the, the tape. If you go on uh, YouTube, it's there. You need seven things we need to inject. Somebody say seven things. Say seven ingredients. We need to inject into our worship. 
Hallelujah. Today we are going to look at a few more things that David did that we need to do. The first thing is David was a total worshiper. Let's go back to the first verse. The Bible says, that's verse 13 of 2 Samuel 6. So it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted calf. Incidentally, the Bible doesn't tell us how many. But if the sun is anything to go by, and we saw how extravagant the sun was in killing different animals to worship the Lord. And last week we saw that if we quantify it in money term, in monetary terms, we will see that how many how many do you say a, a sheep uh, an oxen was? An oxen is six hundred pounds, and Dave, uh, uh, Solomon sacrificed one hundred and twenty thousand. So 120,000 times 600. How much? Do the math for me. Quickly, quick, quick math. 120,000 times 600. 72 million. So that was just oxen. Then you have the cattle and then the bulls. A bull is more expensive than a cattle. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm showing you how extravagant and how um, largest these guys were in their worship of God. Hallelujah. So, the Bible says, so he sacrificed oxen and cattle. Go to the next verse, 14. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might. If it were some of us, I mean, can you imagine if, uh, who is the richest man of the, on the world, uh, earth today? Elon Musk. So, if Elon Musk comes and he puts 72 million uh, on the altar or 75 million on the altar, I don't think after that he would dance with a certain, he'll be so dignified. I mean, he'll have his, his bodyguards, two in front, two behind, and two on the side. And they'll walk majestically as he's coming to put uh, the offering there. And when he does, he'll just walk majestically and go and sit down. But that was not King David. The Bible says after he had given so much, he then danced before the Lord with all his might on top of the offering. The missing ingredient in our worship is adding our might to our worship. For most of us, when you go to a nightclub, when you go to a party, you add might to your dance. You add energy to your dance. But you... Go to, you come to the house of the Lord, energy leaves the dance. Half the time, there's dancing off beat, looking around, unconcerned, feeling a bit um, bothered. It's like, when are they going to finish so we can all sit down? Analyzing what people are wearing, what people are saying. It's like, uh, uh, this person is, why is this person crying? It's like, why are the singers all on the floor when he's supposed to be singing? So who is going to sing now? They are spoiling the service. I don't know whether today you saw that Pastor Gloria is the one singing. Hey, she was singing on key. I think I'll give you an offering. <laughs> oh, why didn't you ring the bell for yourself? <laughs> hallelujah yeah I don't know what key she was singing in but she was singing and she was on pitch E wow okay in, in Matthew 22 verse 37 Jesus said to him you shall love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul 
and with all your mind. Dancing in a certain way is showing passion. Hallelujah. Passion is what King David was exerting. He has exerted passion of removing money. Apart from money, he is exerting passion of dancing and worshiping. Hallelujah. You know, I saw something. I saw something when I was reading, uh, I was preparing for today. I saw something and it just blew me away. Do you know what King David did? Go to First Chronicles, First Chronicles 16. This, this particular uh, um, scripture we just read in 2 Samuel is the same um, thing. You know, Chronicles the history. So they are chronicling the history of. The word chronicle means history. It means they are putting to history the events in a chronological, chronological manner. See, that, that word, I can't pronounce it very well. So, they, Pastor Sam, shut up. So, they brought the ark of God and set it in the midst of the tabernacle. Remember, we just read that in Second Samuel. So, they brought the ark of God in the midst of the tabernacle and erected it, erected for it, that they had been erected for. And then they burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. We've read that already. Then the, when the king had finished the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. We've read that already, isn't it? And then he distributed food. We have read that. Piece of meat, do you remember? And the cake of raisin. We read it, the dessert. Okay, move on. He appointed some Levites. Now look at this. He had appointed some Levites, the musicians, before the ark of the Lord to commemorate and to thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. Read on. Asaph the chief next to him Zachariah and Jehiel and all these wonderful names. Go on, next one. <laughs> move on, move on, move on. All these guys, they were musicians. We are not interested in them. Go on. On that day, David first delivered his psalm. David wrote a song for the day. And he wrote the score of the music. And he gave it to the musicians. To his brethren to thank the Lord. Verse, verse 8. And then the scripture goes on to give you a full version of the song. What I'm trying to make you understand is that this guy did not only do the kingly things, but he went under to do the mundane things. I mean, to think for the musicians. To think that, okay, I am going to write a song. This is a special song, a new release. We are releasing it today. And he wrote all the music, the beat, everything. And he gave it to them to play on the day for the worship and the... Uh, uh, the ark of God being brought into the temple. Hallelujah. Are you understanding this guy? This guy thought about everything. He worshipped God with all his heart, with all his mind, with all his soul. His intelligence was part of it. His gift as a musician was part of it. He wasn't just a king. He wasn't just a worshipper. He was also somebody that was doing everything, using everything. How many of us use everything to worship God? For most of us, we may be able to sing, but we will not sing. We can play an instrument, but we will not do it. We can bring our skill into the house of God to make the, the, the service more glorious and beautiful, but we will not do it. Because it's too much work. It's too much, um, it will take too much effort from us. It will take too much of our time. It will take too much of, of, of ourselves that we don't want to give. But the songwriter said, I will give you all my worship. I will give 
you are my praise. You alone I love to worship. You alone are worthy. Who is worthy of your praise? Who is worthy of your song? Who is worthy of you to even think so much and compose a song? Is it a girl? Is it a boy? You write a poem and send to a girl. She, she, she saw it, but she did not, she did not, uh, did not acknowledge. So you didn't get double tick. She read it, but she didn't respond. She actually blocked you. And this is the greatest, your greatest imagination that you have used to put, put a poem together. Having a, all those things put together. Do you have to even rhyme, rhyme the thing? Every last, last word is rhyming. It takes a lot of intelligence. You put all these things together and the girl just reads it and blocks you. But you will not bring the same rhyming to the house of God. As Elliot is playing the guitar and singing a song he wrote, he's, he's, he's using his, his gift and his intelligence to put it together to, to praise God. But how many of us will do that? But that was King David. King David. The second thing I want you to learn about King David, King David was wearing a linen effort. Now, a linen effort, for those of you who don't know, imagine with me, I always say to you, I don't, I'm not very clever. So I like to read the Bible in, uh, in pictures. It makes sense for me. I don't know whether I can... Mr. Shira, you're the only person who has this thing on, but please come. I'll use you with, with all apologies to, to, you know, what she's wearing is close to, is close to a linen effort. It's close to what King David wore. The only difference was that it was linen and those days when the king wears an effort, it is tight. So it's not, you know, like she has a lot of like loose. No, no, no. no. And Lynn Effort was tight. The reason why Mikhail was despising and really criticizing the husband was that the husband was like a sexy dancer. I don't know whether you're getting what I'm saying. Because it was a tight dress. A tight fit. It was a tight fitting, fitting long dress. No, no, no. It's not a pop's gown. It's a tight fitting that exposes all his situation. <laughs> Are you understanding it? You understand? Because I'm sure you read the Bible and you didn't understand why Mikhail was criticizing the husband. But I want you to see why the, the wife was very particular about what the husband was doing. How can you be dancing in this thing, exposing yourself to the mates? The, because you are exposing your situation. All the all the, the, the women are looking at your nakedness because all this covering is just covering, but we can see everything. Because a linen thing is a see-through thing. <laughs> I, I I love you so much. <laughs> Are you getting it? And that is and that is why Mika was very, very critical of the husband. See, how many of us would dance to the point that we expose ourselves? See, but that is why King David was blessed in the way he was blessed. And you may not be. Because we are very all together. 
We don't want, as you are seeing, you know, you, you are trying to worship and tears coming. You don't want it to ruin your makeup. So you want to quickly try and fix it. You are more concerned about the makeup than the worship you are giving to your God. Give me some volume on this thing. Hallelujah. Your mascara is all runny and you don't like that. But he says that you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. It is, it is a, a, a type of worship that draws corn. It draws corn. It makes people look at you scornfully. It makes people criticize you. You are worshiping and phlegm is coming. It's like, ew. It's like, no, what is this? It is, does it take all that? You know, sort yourself. What is this that you're doing? You are worshiping and you're lying on the floor and maybe your, your underwear is exposed because you're wearing a skirt. What is that? That is a worship that draws corn. It makes people look at you and look at me. My favorite, I'll come to it. My favorite was, let's, let's, let's go, go to it. Let's go back to the scripture we are reading. Second Samuel. Are you enjoying it? Yeah. I am praying that you add that to your worship. It doesn't, you see, the aim of this, this uh, what we are doing, what we are preaching about, is so that your worship will change from today. You will not come to church again and be stiff like an electric pole. David danced with, before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen effort. Now you know what the linen effort is. So David and all the household brought the ark of the Lord, shouting uh, with the sound of the trumpet. Who can tell me shouting with the sound of trumpet? What is this? Those who came to church on Wednesday, you must know it. <laughs> okay. When you add the music to it, add the and that was the last point I gave. I'm giving you a tip. The last point I gave amongst the seven. Zama is adding music to your shout. Hallelujah. That's for the students. <laughs> Read on. Let's go on. Now the ark of the Lord was. The ark of the Lord came to the city of David. And Michal, the doctor, saw, looked through the window and saw, gone. The king leaping. See, when, when I read the scripture, I couldn't understand the welling. Leaping and welling. So I had to, I told him, when I, I don't, I'm not very, very good at. So I like to read in pictures. Leaping and welling. This is the king. Remember his situation. He's wearing a leaning effort, which is tight fitting. He's leaping and he's welling. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you would clap. Only two people were clapping. Leaping and welling. You understand Mikhail now? Mikhail was not a bad person. Remember, Mikhail had always been brought up in the palace. She's a princess. So she knows protocol. She thinks about dignity and all those things. David is a riffraff. He comes from the backside of the desert. He doesn't understand some of these things. <laughs> he didn't have protocol. But see, one thing that I want you to understand was that the center of the focus of David was God. The center of the focus of Michal was David. In your worship, God must be 
your focus. Jesus is the center of it all. Jesus is the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it has always been, it's always been you, Jesus. Jesus. Nothing else matters. Nothing else will do. it will not be until you get to the place where your focus is on God, where your focus is on him. See, David was focused on one thing and that was God. He was not focused on the maid servants. He was not focused on his environment. He was not focused on anything that was going on around him. He had his focus on just one thing and that thing was God. I don't know what your focus is on. But if your worship is going to be any acceptable, it has to be centered on God. You may be playing the instruments, but it, is not, it must not be your focus. In your playing, he must be the one. You have an audience of one, not the congregation. If you are singing, you have an audience of one. Not the people watching you. Hallelujah. Jesus must be the center of it all. You may be sitting in a corner. Nobody's looking. Close your eyes. Focus on him. And let your worship come to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is the center. He is the center. Worship is always something that has also got to go deep. Listen to what David says. Verse 22. I will make myself yet more contemptible. I will be based in your eyes. Hallelujah. He says, I will make myself yet, I will go deeper, even more undignified. Even more unqualified in my worship, I will go down deeper. Hallelujah. I'll be yet even more undignified than this. Which means that I have levels that I am going. You watch me. I've just come to this level. I'm about to go to the deeper level. And I'll go yet another deeper level. You haven't seen anything yet. I'll be humble in my own eyes, in my own sight. But as for the maid servant of whom you are spoken, by them I'll be held honor. But I want you to go back. Go back. Go back to the one, the place that David insulted Mikhail. So David said to Mikhail, it was before the Lord 
who chose me instead of your father. Someone say, your father. No, no, don't say your father. I said, your father. F-A-D-A. Say it, say it like that and put an African accent onto it. Say, your father. That's, if, you say, if, you say Afri- if you say your father, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound, your father. <laughs> yeah. Listen, one thing I wanted to see here was David was a thinker in his worship. Worship does not have to be done outside your thinking. You have to think. Think in order to be able to worship. Psalm 103 says that, bless, I'll bless the Lord with all, all my soul. And forget, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Never forget. Never forget. Think about the benefits. It is God that woke you up. This morning, do you know that when you are, when you are asleep, you are dead? You don't know what is going on around you. Who comes? And taps you to wake you up. There are people who die in their sleep every day. It all it means is that the spirit that wakes people up did not wake them up. So they died in their sleep. But this morning, the spirit that wakes people up woke you up. And that is why you are sitting here. It is a benefit. Those who have died just three seconds ago in Ukraine by a bomb, are you better than them? We live in a global village. All of us travel. You may have gone to do business in a place like that. You may have gone there to university. You may have gone there, you're going to do a program. And then you find yourself in a place where bombs are being thrown. And they are not even making any human corridor for people to escape. So you are trapped. And people are dying. And you are sitting here. And you say you can't worship because you don't know what God has done for you. You can't think of anything that is worth worshiping God about. There is something wrong with you. I said there is something wrong with you. You can't think. That's why you can't praise. You can't think. But if you can think, then you can worship. If you can think, then you can praise God. Because if you can think, Deuteronomy 8.18 says that it is God that gives you the ability to make work. What you have is what God has given you. Is there anything that you have that you can boast of that God did not give you? There's nothing. Your life is a gift. Your, your health is a gift. Your ability, your sanity is a gift. There are people who are beautiful, the most beautiful person, the, the most uh, uh, brilliant, intelligent person, but something has crossed. The wires in their head has crossed, so they've gone insane. But you are clothed in your right mind, and you say you cannot worship God. There is something wrong with you. I said there is something wrong with you. You have to be begged before you come to church. There is something wrong with you. Remember, Mikhail was not even in the church. She looked through the window. She didn't come for the service to see what was being done. And despising the husband. So King David says, Me, I was in the backside of the desert. Your father was the king. And after your father should have been your brother. By culture, your brother was, should have been a king. That the, the, but God did not remove your brother out of the way alone. He removed your father. So he killed your father before 
understand so that I can come and see God. They came for me in my father's house and they went through all my brothers. I was not added. It was later that they sent for me. And when I came in all my state with uh, cow dung and things in my clothes, I was chosen. So if there's anybody to worship, I will give you all my worship. I will give you all my praise. You alone I long to worship. You alone are worthy of my praise. I will give you all my worship. I will give you all my praise. You alone are worthy to worship. You alone are worthy of my praise. I will give you all my worship. Nash has a song. Talks about counting. I can't remember the song. The song has just escaped me. I am counting my blessings. Isn't it? Who knows how to sing this song? Microphone and sing this if you know it. I am counting my blessings. I just can't keep it to myself. When I thought that he has done too much, he just did it again. verse 90 says that oh how abundant is your goodness which you have stored up for those who fear you and work for those who take refuge in you in the sight of the children of mankind my favorite is Psalm 119 verse 2 blessed are those who keep his testimonies who seek him with their whole hearts Those who keep his testimonies. Bless the Lord at all times. 
Hallelujah. What number are we on? Sorry? What's number one? Number two? Number three? Number four? Number five? Sorry? Everybody has different numbers. Hey, please. Number, okay, let's start. Pastor Sam, you weren't paying attention. Number one is what? Total worship. Number two. No. Number two is a worship that draws corn. Number three is God-centered worship. Number four, deeper worship. Number five, a thinking worshiper. Hallelujah. Number six is a broken worshiper. The the reason why we can't worship very much is because we are not broken. Psalm 51 verse 16 and 17. Psalm 51 verse 16 and 17. Oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth your praise. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I will give it. You do not you, you do not delight in burnt offerings. All you want is a broken and a contrite heart that you will not despise. Hallelujah. The, the NIV translation says that where when I think if you ask for money, I will give. If you ask for a spent offering, I will give. But what do you need from me? Brokenness. Brokenness. That's all you want from me. From me. Take my heart. on singing. Number, what number are we on? Sorry? Number seven. David was a focused worshiper. Focused worshiper. Psalm 63 verse 1. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul test after you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and a dusty land where there is no water. So I look for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. I'll bless you while I live. I'll lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. My mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. You know, this particular scripture, he wrote it when he was on the run. 
when his son Absalom was trying to stage a coup and his life was in danger and he was running away he got to the wilderness of Judah and in the wilderness of Judah look at what he's saying I mean I don't know about you but if can you imagine people in uh, Ukraine they are running from bombs and somebody is singing and this is the song he's singing you have to have a lot of focus I say you have to have a lot of focus otherwise you cannot sing the issues of life is such that it prevents you from worshipping and singing to the Lord life itself has a way of throwing its bombs at you and makes you not feel like worshipping feel like singing or feel like doing anything even praying but somehow a focused worshipper will focus on God will focus on the glory of God and not on anything else on the run. A king on the run is worshipping. Do you worship when you have lost your job and your landlord is after you? The bailiffs are chasing you. Can you worship God? Or you say, Pastor, let me, I, I have a few issues. Let me go and sort my issues. When I finish, I will come to church. As some of us say, but not so for David. The first place David wrote a song was on the backside of the desert. Number one. While he was looking over or checking for his father's sheep, he wrote Psalm 19, verse 1 to 4. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The firmament shall show his handiwork. They and today utter speech and night and tonight reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where the voice is not heard. There is no line. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. In them he has set the tabernacle for the sun. What do you think he was doing? He was sitting there by the rocks and he was watching the sheep. And he was looking at the sun and the firmament. He was looking at the, the beauty. He was looking at around all those places. And he started to sing and worship. He's sitting in the park. And he's still seeing things that makes him worship. When you are sitting, when you are at work, what, do you, what makes you, what, what comes into your mind? Does God come into your mind at work? Or the the remember the sheep, some of them they are very stubborn. You say they should be here to grace. You see one running around there, and in all that he had time to worship. You must be focused, you must have God on your mind to be able to sit in a place like that with a lot of sheep around you. Some of the sheep they, they, they like to be like teachers' pets. As the shepherd sits down, you see some of the sheep, instead of going to grace, they will always be hitting the, like, coming to hit the, the, the shepherd because they want the shepherd to play with it. So can you imagine all those things happening and yet he's focused on worshiping. 
Number two. Are you learning something? In the court of the king, King Saul, David was sent to because the king had gone mad. And so they asked for a young musician to be brought. And the young musician was brought. And the Bible said, so it was that when the young musician played, play, the madness of the king went. Then the Bible says that when the king got irritated, he took the spear and he threw it at the guy. And the guy would dodge. And he knows that the madness of the king has come again. So the only way to get him to calm down is to play.
battlefield. When Goliath came at him, he said, you come to me with stones and spears, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Can you imagine a war, battle, and you are leading the charge of the war? And you are worshipping God. Is David crazy or what? How many think that this David guy is a crazy guy? He must be. Because it's like there are awkward places where he can still be worshipping. It doesn't make sense. But you know something? It makes sense. It makes sense because singing and worship gives you a certain moral. It gives you a certain confidence. It gives you a certain strength. That is why boxers, when they are about to go into the ring, they sing. Yeah. Most of them, they sing. They have to. Because if you don't sing, fear will come into you. If you don't sing, fear will enter. If you don't sing, doubt will enter. If you don't sing, insecurity will take place. The reason why some of us we make mistakes at work is because we don't sing. You see the figures. Your eyes are crisscrossing. change in your life. I guarantee your life will transform immediately. Yeah. Confusion will leave you. here so if I'm wrong don't, don't shoot me down <laughs> have you realized that most songs you don't learn but somehow you get to because that part of your brain it just absorbs it's the cleverest part of your brain it's the most unused part of your brain the more you sing the more you exercise that part of your brain and the cleverer you get you didn't know that a good place to put your hands together. All right. Finally, David worshipped in the house of God. He worshipped in the house of God. of the Lord, I'm bringing my sacrifice. 
How many are in the house of the Lord this afternoon? How many are ready to bring your worship to the Lord? Stand to your feet. 